Good morning, brothers and sisters. It's good to be able to worship God again this morning. I want to thank again all of you who are online visiting with us all across the globe. Thank you so much for uh, worshiping with us this morning. We have some very exciting news and we want to announce some of these things to you all right now. We recently created a diversity team and we wanted to give you the names of those who will be serving on our diversity team here for our church. And that is the Willis's, Jim Kelly, Eleanor Den, Melody Cox, Kathleen Meir, the Waddies, Matt Thomas, Therese Franklin, Ladie Barnett, Thomas Um, Jessica Willis, Amelia McBride and Ian Beard. And so we're so grateful uh, to have you guys on our diversity team, and we're excited to see what God's going to do through these efforts. We also have some exciting news about uh, something that's going to happen next weekend. And I want to read this scripture over in Titus chapter 1. It reads, The reason I left you in Crete was that you might put in order what was left unfinished and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. And you see here, God's plan for the church to grow and mature and fulfill God's will. Elders who direct and help direct the affairs of the church are needed. And so we're happy to announce that James Willis will be appointed an elder here in Orange County Church of Christ. That will happen next weekend and we'll include that as a part of our worship service. So we're excited about that. Amen. Now, we're going to be starting a new sermon series today called The Answer. There's a lot going on in the world right now. We have a lot of rallying for social justice, a pandemic, uh, no sports, uh, you, know, <laughs> you know, I'm just playing. Uh, but, but there's obviously a lot going on in the world right now. And, and there's, there are a lot of things that it's produced, a lot of anger, uh, division, loneliness, uh, sadness, confusion, uncertainty, arguments, fighting with strangers, or even fighting within households. And so what's the answer? How do we proceed? Because that's a lot of the questions that have been had. What do we do? How, how do we create change? And so many are looking to the government. Many are looking for legislation or think tanks or new ideas. And, and, and some of these are, 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 are definitely parts of the solution However, lasting change, they do not serve as the answer. You see, the answer is found in Jesus. The life examples and teachings of Jesus are the answers. Some of you might be saying, well, well how so? Well, that's what we're going to do. We're going to study out the life and teachings of Jesus to discover those answers. And so we're going to do a sermon series now for from now for several more weeks, and we're going to study out the Gospel of John. And John is really a, a biography of the life and teachings of Jesus. So let's go ahead and let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for this chance to dig into your word. I know I'm excited about the series. I'm excited about studying Jesus. And I pray that right now, God, that you are planting and watering seeds of faith that Jesus is not only a, a, a great savior, but he's the answer for our lives, for our society, for our country, and for our world. We pray, God, that, that you will speak and minister to every one of us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn with me over to John chapter 1. Again, the point of our whole series and the main point for our sermon today is that Jesus is 
the answer. We're going to read here in John chapter 1, starting off in verse 1. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We'll stop right there for now. You know, it's important that we stop right here. You see, the, the, the original language that this was written in was in Greek. And when it says the word, in the beginning was the word, the, 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 the word that's used for the word is, is logos. And I know many of us might know this, but the word is logos. And logos meant basically the, the reasoning of God, the, the, the power of God, or, or you could really say the mind of God. And so when it says logo, you can you could just really think the mind of God. And so let's continue to read because that's so significant for our time today. And as we see who Jesus is and how he is the answer. Let's continue reading here. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but a born of God. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. It says, the Word became flesh. The Logos, the mind of God became flesh. And we know He's obviously talking about Jesus. Now think about this. Jesus is the Logos. Jesus is the mind of God, the reason and power of God in bodily form. Let, 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 let's, let, let's, let's try to really get this. The mind of God, the reason and power of God came to earth in the flesh. The mind of God became an actual person. And that person is Jesus. You see, th th this is phenomenal here. This is phenomenal. We, we, we got to break this down even some more here. Okay, so, 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 so let's, let's break this down some more here. Let, let's look again here at John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3 here. Okay, it says, In the beginning was the Word, again, talking about Jesus, and Jesus and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him. Nothing was made that has been made. You see, this helps us to understand this divine truth that Jesus is divine, that Jesus is the Son of God. And that's what it's saying is that Jesus was God in the flesh. 
Another way that this was, was worded is really great in, in, in Hebrews chapter 1. Let's read this as well. In Hebrews chapter 1, in the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom also he made the universe. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. Again, what is it saying here? It's saying that all of God's fullness is revealed in Jesus. So when you see Jesus, you see all the attributes of God Almighty. You see, Jesus, according to these passages here, Jesus is eternal and he is the creator. Everything that God made was through Jesus. So let's think about this. If Jesus is this, if he's the, the mind of God in bodily form, if he is eternal, if he is the creator, if Jesus is, is all of this, do you think he might have the answers to life challenges? Could he know? Possibly. Or could he be the answer to your challenges? You see, Jesus is the answer because he's the Logos. You see, Jesus is divine. Jesus is the Son of God, the mind of God, the reasoning of God in the bodily flesh. And so he has and is the answer. But let's continue. Let, 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 let's, look, let's look at this some more again. In John chapter 1 and verse 4 here. It says, in him, speaking of Jesus, was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. You see, Jesus has life. Now, I believe this can mean many things, but true life is definitely one of them. You see, many of us might say, we've heard this term or we use this term, right? Hey, man, I'm living a life or, 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 or you know, somebody says, oh, he's really or she's really in a life, living a life. And what we mean is they're, they're living the good life, right? They're living good. But you see, only living the life, only living the life, we are only living the life if we're living in Christ. I'll say that again. We're only living the life if we are living in Christ. Why? Because life itself was created through Jesus. So you're only living a life if you're actually living in the one who created life. You see, the purpose, meaning, the direction of lasting eternal life is found through the example and teachings of Jesus. He is the answer to the questions What's my purpose in life? What am I doing here? Let's continue. In him was the life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness testifying concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming in to the world. Obviously, he mentions the word light several times. And this concept obviously is important because it keeps repeating itself. Not only in these passages of scriptures, but he wants it to sink in so much because it's mentioned throughout the rest of the gospel. And how Jesus is the light. 
And obviously we see here in the context and when we look at it in the context of all of the gospel of John, Jesus is the light of all mankind because again, he's the logos. And I believe that this idea of light can have several meanings, goodness, uh, he's righteousness, because darkness would symbolize evil. You know, the other thing about darkness, though, as well, is that the darkness, it's scary, right? Uh, being in the dark is scary. It's the unknown. And so as we think about Jesus is the light, let's, let's think about a time. We've all had this happen where you went into a dark room. Uh, maybe it was, you know, a room at a building or something like that. Or you're, uh, uh, you went into the uh, room and it was dark. And what did you do? You went and you tried to find the light switch. Why? Because you couldn't identify what was going on. You couldn't see. You couldn't actually fulfill whatever purpose it was of being in that room until you turned on the light. You see, when light is in the room, when light is in darkness, when you light up the darkness, you have confidence, you have clarity, you have sight to know where to go and fulfill the purpose that you set out for. You have direction for your life. And you see, that's what Jesus is for you and me and for all who would come to believe in him. You see, when we follow the example and teachings of Jesus, his light shines into the darkness of our souls, into the darkness of the challenges we face in life. And he gives us sight. He gives us direction so we can know how and where to proceed. Let's continue reading. And it says, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. It says that Jesus came full of grace and truth. He didn't have 50-50. He had 100% of grace and he had 100% of truth. Now, we all want truth, right? No, nobody wants a facade. Nobody wants a lie. When you go to buy something from the store, you, you want to make sure that, that the salesman or the product is trustworthy. You, you don't want it to break down. You, you want to trust that, that it's going to work. Or in relationships, well, you want to know that this is truly the person that you're interacting with or uh, because you don't want them to be someone else or, or pretending to be someone else. You see, Jesus has eternal truth. Not just the fad, not just momentary truth, but he has truth that has and will last for all of creation. And so as we look for answers, where should we look? As we look for answers, who should we turn to? Who should we ask? To me, the answer is obvious. The answer is Jesus. You see, so many in our world right now, have all, and this is not just now, but this has always been the case. But especially now, the question and the topic of what do we do? How do we proceed? How do we how do we change the injustice? How do we live in this pandemic? How do we get along? How do we change? How do I grow as a person? How do I how do I grow in my relationships? How do I succeed in life? The answer is Jesus. You see, Jesus is the answer to social awareness. I mean, Jesus, Jesus is the answer 
You see, social awareness, legislation, research, they are all helpful. But you see, Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer to our societal transformation from the core. You see, I do believe that, 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 that change and legislation, all these things are, are, are part of the, the process and components of a solution. However, to get to lasting change, to get to change from the core, from the inside, not just an external, that can only take place through Jesus. You see, Jesus is the answer to personal growth. We can have many external factors that help, but again, we're talking about lasting change. We're talking about change from the inside of who we are. The answer is Jesus. Jesus is the answer to relational issues, issues that you and I face, whether it comes with our spouses, with our kids, our coworkers, uh, 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 our siblings, our neighbors. Jesus and his teachings are the answer for these challenges. Jesus is the answer for internal issues that we face, things that, that, that we struggle with just as, as individuals, that, 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 uh, whether, uh, whatever it may be, from, from insecurity to, to, to doubt of ourselves, whatever the case may be. You see, Jesus is the answer for those internal issues. Again, I think we, we could just go off of the, the amazing fact that Jesus is the Logos. But we also have some other evidence that points to this truth and reality that Jesus is the answer. You know, in John chapter 1 and verse 6, we're going to read that verse again. It says, talking about John the Baptist, who uh, it says, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light so that through him all might believe. You know, it says that John the Baptist was a witness who testified. And, you know, it talks, it actually says it three more times just in John chapter one, referring to John's testimony of Jesus. And testimony is powerful. Testimony is how people get convicted or how people uh, 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 get exonerated of crimes and issues. And I want to testify myself as one who can say that I am convinced that Jesus is the answer because Jesus has been the answer for my issues. I had issues of hatred, whether it be with race, with race issues, or as I mentioned to the church before, issues toward police and authority figures. I had issues of being self-absorbed. But the teachings and example of Jesus have transformed my heart so that my views of hatred have passed. My issues with police, although they can be challenged at times, however, are completely transformed. And my view is one of love, empathy, and compassion. The being self-absorbed has been completely, uh, well, let's not say completely, but, but has been removed. In which I live a life hopefully, of service to God and his people. I'm just testifying to, the, to Jesus being the answer. It's all about him and his power. He's changed my relationships with my family that were broken, issues that had been going on for over a decade. The teachings and example of Jesus helped mend those, not just for me, but for my other families, as, for other parts of my family as well. And not only mended them, but actually made them stronger. 
Jesus was the answer on how to be an employee and how to be a good employee and be uh, hopefully good and effective at my job. Jesus has been the answer for me on how to be a husband and a father. You know, growing up, I didn't see uh, uh, model examples of what it meant to be a husband or a father. So thank God for the example and the teachings and the examples he put in my life of men who have been great fathers and husbands. And it's transformed me to have now a model to go off of. And I can see already some of the fruit of that in my wife and my kids. You see, Jesus is the answer. I testify to his ability to transform internal, relational, society issues. And so many of you can testify as well as to how Jesus has been the answer to your life. But let me ask you this real quickly, brothers and sisters. Is he still the answer? You see, my concern for some of our brothers and sisters is that other things have become the answer. Wealth, influence, politics, self-help books, uh, pop fads. You know, again, th- those things aren't evil and those things aren't, aren't, aren't necessarily wrong, but they're only tools that can be helpful in change. But the answer to long-lasting change is Jesus. And so for those in the church, brothers and sisters, I want to help call you back. I want to call all of us back to the logos, to Jesus, the mind of God in bodily form. To remember Jesus, to reflect upon Jesus being the answer, and to return to the example and teachings of our Lord Jesus. And and let's not just stop there, but let's share that. Let's share that truth, that reality that only Jesus is the true answer to, again, personal, relational, society having change. Let's share that with our families. Let's share that with our parents. Let's share that with our kids. Let's share that with our siblings. Let's share that with our high school buddies. Let's share that with our neighbors. Let's share that with our coworkers, that Jesus is the answer for society, personal, internal issues. And only true lasting change can come from him. So let's get very practical. Let's get real practical right now. For the members, here's... Here's our action steps right here. I want to encourage you to study out the gospel of John with us. As we go through the next uh, number of weeks here studying out the gospel, I want to encourage you to, to study out the gospel with us and to study out the man and mind and teachings of Jesus. And for those who, who maybe have not come to a decision about Jesus, I want to encourage you with this. Here's the action step. Keep coming. Okay, keep coming. Just keep joining us for the next several Sundays as we discover how Jesus is the answer. Right now, we're going to take time to take communion. And we're going to, if you're at home there, taking the emblems that represent Jesus's body and blood that was sacrificed for our salvation. But before we pray for that, I want to read this verse in John chapter 1 and verse 29. It says, the next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. You see, Jesus is the Logos, and he's also the sacrifice for our sins so that we can have eternal life in him with God. Let's pray. 
Father, thank you so much for this time, your scriptures. God, again, I'm so excited about learning uh, about Jesus and, and who he is and how he's the answer because he's the full representation of you to us. And we thank you for giving us Jesus here on earth. We thank you for his death upon the cross, but we thank you for his resurrection. We thank you for his teachings. And God, I pray that we can uh, honor you by the way we reflect upon this truth, that we can remember our salvation, and God, it will prompt us to great growth and change and sharing of your good news. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.